How's it, everybody? What you're about to watch is the read broadcast of a live episode of the podcast that Jimmy and I recorded on Wednesday, June 29th. We're talking about the return of Command Fests and big in-person live magic events. We've been to a lot of these. If you've never been to one and you want the down low on how they work, that's going to be in this episode. Also, we're giving out our best tips for how to maximize your event, how to have the most fun, our little hacks and things like that, things maybe you wouldn't know even if you've been to some of these events. Big thanks to Wizards of the Coast for sponsoring the episode. One thing I wanted to say is that there is a link down in the show notes. Wizards wanted us to um, let you know about a survey that they are putting out there for Commander players. They're always looking for feedback from the community. If you want to influence you know, how they think about the format or some of the decisions they're going to make in the future, the survey is a good way to do that. So find that link in the show notes and uh, answer the questions and help them shape the format for the players. Uh, before we get into the episode, just want to shout out our sponsors, channelfireball.com slash command. That's the affiliate link you want to use when you're ordering your magic product, singles, anything at all. The Channel Fireball Marketplace, the best place, bar none, to get your magic cards, especially like sealed products. Right now, Double Masters is right around the corner. In fact, we talk about it a little bit in this episode. That set looks insane. The reprint value is crazy. You know you want to get your hands on that stuff. Channelfireball.com slash command is the best place to go to get it. You're going to be dealing with professional vendors who are going to get you your stuff on time and in great condition. And then, of course, once you get your hands on those cards, you want to protect them, especially if you get a Doxide Extortionist or a Vidalcan Ori or something like that. You want to put it into an Eclipse sleeve. You want to make sure you're playing everything onto an Ultra Pro playmat. Ultra Pro products are the gaming accessory products that Jimmy and I trust our own collections to. We have all of our stuff protected by Ultra Pro because they really do make the best in the biz to protect all of your game pieces. You, you want a Satin Tower deck box or a Mythic collection. They also have really, really cool Eclipse dice. They have wall scrolls if you want to spice up your game room. Ultra Pro really has you covered. And now they have an affiliate link through us, shop.ultrapro.com slash command. If you use that, then you can often find some of the stuff that's sold out at your LGS or maybe uh, is just harder to find in your region or whatever. Because I know that you know, LGS is sometimes you'll see like Racto sleeves or something on an extra turns episode and you go to find them at your local game store and they just don't carry them. Well, a lot of that stuff can be found at shop.ultrapro.com slash command. And you can also find all kinds of good deals there as well. They often have lots of discounts. So big thanks to our sponsors. And finally, before we get into the show, I just want to shout out that we have a Kickstarter going on for our game nights playmat that we are calling Before the Storm has really, really cool art. We're really excited about this playmat. If you want to show your fandom of game nights if you want to show off your support of the show and have a really cool looking battlefield there the kickstarter link will be in the show notes you just go down there you click on that you lock in your order warning it's limited edition we're only going to make it this one time just like all of our past kickstarters for playmats we just look at how many people ordered we make that many playmats we ship them out and then we never make this playmat again so if you want to uh, get your hands on it please lock in your order soon because once the kickstarter's over it's gone forever okay with all that said, and without further ado, let's get into the live episode. Greetings, humans. You have entered the Command Zone, your destination for all aspects of Elder Dragon Highlander. Enjoy your stay. You know, big live in-person magic events are back. Yeah. This summer, there are a ton of Command Fests. 
uh, planned. Some have already happened, but there are a bunch coming up. And so what we wanted to do, because we just got back from Command Fest Las Vegas like a couple of weeks ago, and Jimmy and I have been to a bunch of these events over the years, Yep. and we want to give you all out there our best tips, best practices to kind of make sure that you have the most fun when you go to one of these events if you're considering it. And also, just to kind of let you know how they work, because I think a lot of people, they would sort of like to go to one, but they've never been, and that can make you a little anxious and maybe make you decide not to go just because you don't know how they work, right? Yep, exactly. Uh, so Command Fest, uh, they're back. Uh, the, we've had, I think, six so far, 15 remaining. Uh, nine remaining. Nine remaining, so sorry. Um, and I, I'm, I'm just really excited too. And don't forget, we're taking a Q&A from the audience at the end here. So this is the summer of Command Fest you're seeing on the screen right now. Yeah, so these are the Command Fest that are still left to happen in the month of July. You can see they're in regions all over the world. Hopefully there's one close to you. There are going to be slightly different details about each one. We're going to talk about Command Fest in a general sense. Uh, Lady is going to also link the, the page in chat that sort of can lead you to more information about these events if you want to go to any specific one. Yep. Um, they're all run by different organizers, so some of the details will be a little bit different. But for the overall, generally they will function in the same manner. So we're going to talk about them in that sense. Yeah. Yeah, so... It Oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, now, what you're seeing here are the Command Fests that are remaining. Six of them have already happened, including Vegas. Actually, two in South America as well. Uh, uh, Brazil and Mexico City both just had one. And we, I'm sure if you've been on Twitter, you've been seeing a lot of pictures from them. Yeah, there was actually two in Brazil. So one already happened, but there's still oh, wow. one coming yeah, up. Yeah, one already uh, Another happened. one in Sao Paulo. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Love that. A big magic community in Brazil. So hi to everybody out there. There's also a really big magic event that's not technically a Command Fest that's coming up in October. It's magic 30. Yeah, this this is going to be like the biggest magic event maybe that we've ever seen. Mm -hmm. It's um, the 28th through the 30th of October, which is basically like Halloween weekend. It's going to be in Las Vegas. It's it's huge. This is an epic event. Yeah, a 30-year anniversary for Magic. Feels like the 25th was just last year. <laughs> but if you see here, look at all the different events that are happening. Number one, most important to us, a commander-dedicated play area. There's going to be a lot of gameplay just happening. Sit down and play with people. But past that, I mean, this is nuts. Yeah, the world... Uh, Magic World Championship is going to be happening yep. at uh, this big event. There's going to be uh, Unfinity will have just come out. Oh, and man. And so Mark Rosewater is going to be there. Hosting uh, the event. Hosting the Unfinity events. There's this modern tournament, though. Yeah, this is crazy. So we've been talking in the office ever since the announcement of, like, should we start, should we try and learn how to play modern just so we can <laughs> enter this tournament? Because there's a modern tournament that the top eight of that modern tournament is going to get to do a beta draft. Yep, that's right. Beta booster packs from Magic the Gathering are going to be opened. Crazy. Uh, some Didn't of them, they do this a few years ago? And, like, somebody opened a mox, I think. Yeah, like I think, a beta no, mox. I think they opened it, uh, Dual Land as well. So there's just a lot of really cool hype events happening to celebrate a really big milestone for Magic's 30th year anniversary. And they have a whole logo and everything, obviously. Yeah, this is kicking off Magic's 30th year. So it came out in... Uh, what the end of it must be 92 yeah it's 93 that's yeah. right yeah and uh, there's, there's going to be an exclusive secret layer there's panels interviews we're talking about all this stuff as well because what magic 30 is is kind of the biggest version of what the events are that we're going to be talking about for the magic events for the rest of this episode yeah and of course so. jimmy and i are going to be at magic 30 yes that's right Very yeah, we're doing fact. some stuff as well so more to to uh, be announced soon uh there's a link for the magic 30 event that uh, lady will link in the chat and also if you're watching the VODs uh, those will be in the show notes the links mm -hmm. for, for the Command Fest details and Magic 30 okay let's go back to Command Fest here though and this is going to apply a little bit to Magic 30 because it's going to work in a similar way but let's just explain kind of what a Command Fest is Jimmy because I think if, if 
if either you haven't been to a any live magic event before, mm-hmm. or even if you went, uh, you know, in in the past times, like they used to be called GPs, Grand Prix. Yep. Uh, for a while, they're called Magic Fest, but now we have Command Fest, and they're sort of subtly different than how live events used to work. So it might be good to sort of brush up on what the differences are as well. Yep. So Command Fest, as you can tell, and as by looking at this picture here, you're seeing a lot of players playing. This might not be a Command Fest specifically, but Command Fest is an event that's focused on Commander. Here's a picture from the uh, Vegas event we were just at. So there's going to be a suite of different ways to play Commander as well as ways to come together and celebrate and even play some limited formats like Commander Legends Baldur's Gate, which is a Commander draft. Uh, and it's really just boiling down to is a big room filled with a lot of people that love Magic, tons of Magic players, personalities, cosplayers, vendors, artists, and ways to play Commander at its very core. Yeah, it's just a coming together of Commander players, Magic players, in a big live setting. So at its base, it is just a celebration of Magic and Commander. Um, Again, to note, we're going to go through how they work, but there are some subtle differences depending on the organizer. So just make sure that if you are planning to attend one, you you know, find the details for that specific great, um, event. Great, but, great call. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about passes and badges to Command Fest. Because in past events, Jeep Grand Prix uh, and some of the other stuff, you did not need a pass or a badge to get into the event. But Command Fest works slightly differently. Yep. You, you do need a, a pass or basically a ticket that allows you to even enter the venue. You'll see that people had wristbands on in the picture, uh, and that's basically what said, hey, I can walk into the venue. In the past, didn't need it. But that's because the main event was typically a tournament, mm. like a standard tournament or a modern tournament. But Commander is all about playing with a lot of different people. So. Yeah, so if you think if I was going to a big event before and it had like a huge standard tournament that was the centerpiece of that, you would have to pay some amount of money to enter the tournament and mm-hmm. register for that and everything. And that kind of was why you didn't need like a necessary badge to get into the event because if you're going to play in any of the tournaments, which is what the events were, you still had to do that. So now it's more about casual play, finding other players, and you're not playing for any stakes or any tournaments for a lot of it. You can. We'll talk about that later. Um, so the badge just kind of gets you entry to the play area. And then once you're in there, you can kind of just play games. Yeah, there's day passes as well as weekend passes. Oh, right. Um We're going to deliver some cool hot tips here. Okay. Uh, So the first tip that we're going to talk about today is a very basic one, which is if you want to go to these events, now that you know you need a badge in the pass, make sure that you secure that badge in the pass before you book your travel and your lodging to wherever it is you may be going. Yeah, this is a thing I've seen some chatter on Twitter and things of people who, like for the Vegas event, uh, book their hotel and their their airfare but and then <laughs> and then went to to book their pass to, to to get their pass over their badge to get into the event and it had sold out or even go up to the venue itself and wait to that moment to get the pass and the badge you don't want to do that it's it's these they can sell out there's just a maximum capacity for the venues where these uh, events are being held so yep. Trust me, whatever city these are being held in, you know, Las Vegas, of course, but if it's in Indianapolis or whatever, those cities are probably not going to run out of hotel rooms. (laughs) There are going to be flights that you will be able to find to get to that city somehow. However... The venue itself could run out of badges. So you want to make sure that you've purchased your badge and you have that secured before you go to 
to book the rest of your trip because you don't want to be in the position where you've got a hotel and airfare and you've already paid for it and yeah. you can't get into the event. Yeah, I just remember this too. There are also special events that if you don't register for it prior to it, you may not be able to play. Uh, I remember there was a crazy booster draft through the ages of oh, a, yeah. a, at uh, you would draft every set as it goes throughout one of the old GP Vegases, uh, and you know you had to book that early. Same with like VIP versions of the weekend badges as well. Some of those have limited quantity numbers, so just make sure you secure that part before you go into the rest of the planning. Yeah, so if you're planning on going on one of these events, please go to that website that lady linked earlier and make sure you check out the specifics for that event Each you're going event, to. Yep. Get your badge. Look at what event, what side events and things are happening. There's a lot of that stuff things, will yeah. fill up, will sell out, and you want to make sure that you've guaranteed your seat in that in that stuff. Yep. Yeah. Um, so what okay. does your actual badge and pass get you? Well, as you're seeing on screen here, you get some cards typically because there are always promos tied to every single event. Soul Ring and Path of Ancestry is what is currently on the Command Fest. And uh, obviously, you play these in a lot of decks. Yeah. It, you don't. So when you pay your entry and get your badge and your pass, it's not like you just get entry to the venue and that's it. They usually give you like a little goodie bag or swag mm -hmm. uh, package. And one thing you get is promo cards. The Soul Ring promo and the Path of Ancestry are the promos right now, but yeah, they can great value. Yeah, they can change in the future. So you know, in future Command Fest, these could be different cards. We don't know. I don't know if they've announced yet what Magic Thirty is going to have. Maybe. It'll, oh yeah, maybe yeah. some special stuff. They usually announce it ahead of time, so you will know what the promo cards you are going to get. But for the Command Fest through July, this yeah. is what you'll get. Soul Ring. There's and also Path like uh, sometimes play mats that you'll get with yeah. the VIP packages and all that stuff. Again, that link that was just posted in chat. Click through. Go to the website for the Command Fest you're interested in attending, and all of those details should be there. What you're seeing on screen now is one that Channel Fireball did, which they had a deck box and some sleeves. Yeah, sometimes there's event tickets in there, so you could go to the prize wall and get some stuff. Sometimes there's uh, free entry into, like, one draft or a couple of drafts. Yeah, in this case, it looks like there's a few here. Yeah, like so different tournament organizers, sorry, uh, event organizers will have different stuff that they offer when you get your badge, but there's often, like, additional, like, little pieces. So it's not like, hey, I pay X amount, and yeah. all I get is into the venue. You, you get a bunch of other stuff along with it as well. Well, speaking of events, there's another type of event that happens at these things, and it's called side events so let's talk about how side events work at a command fest or a magic fest because this to me is one of my favorite parts about why i love attending it's because it's not just about the normal commander play there's other really exciting things to do on the side yeah of course you can go in and you can pick up play pickup <clears throat> games of commander just for fun and that's going to be a lot of your weekend or whatever but there are also sort of more organized things going on that you can sign up for and a lot of them do cost um uh, entry fees, uh, entry yeah. fees, and things like that. But if, like, for instance, Command Fest Las Vegas, which we were just at, it was right around the time Commander Legends Baldur's Gate came out, and so there was you could just sign up for drafts of, of Commander Legends, and you know. If you're just in your hometown or whatever, it can be hard to find eight people to draft with. Even us, like sometimes, yeah. eight, getting eight people together can be tough. Uh, just like Thursday night, and you don't like, always want to be the same eight people either at Command Fest. Oh my goodness! Look here, you can see our office uh, ready to draft Battle for Baldur's Gate. But you can just go up and get a grant, a group of eight people like that sometimes, and it's really awesome to fill up. Everyone sits down and starts playing Magic. Yeah, you can just go up by yourself, sign up for the next draft, and the other as other players come in, they'll say, "Okay, we've got eight. Go to this point. They'll give you your." packs and you just start drafting and there's a judge there too so if you're a beginner uh, players are always happy to explain what's happening you also see the mystery boosters here these were another thing that they did they did mystery booster sealed and these have oh, some really awesome. wacky cards in it so it's really fun environment um and that was something that sold out really
really quickly. So another great reason to get your stuff secured early, to get into the venue early, and then also just make sure you sign up for the events uh, before they sell out. In the old days, uh, Jimmy and I used to go to like the GPs and just yeah, GPs because there LA. wasn't as many places to play Commander back in those days, and we would just play the side events like basically the, the whole time. time, just draft like eight hours for like a whole Saturday, just draft like five times. Yeah, you know, way better than sitting there and clicking through it on MTGO. That's for sure. <laughs> so that's a, a great part about these uh, conventions are the side events. Um, yeah, this brings us to our second tip, tip number two when attending a, a in-person magic event, which is bring some extra sleeves and an empty card container. This can be a deck box. It could be like a small BCW box. Uh, and you want some loose sleeves that you don't have any cards that those are married to yet because yep. if you draft or something like that, I mean, you're going to a big live magic event. It is likely that you are going to acquire some new magic cards in some way. Yeah. Yeah, and not just that, you want to make sure that they stay safe on their trip back to your original uh, location. So whether it's your hotel room or where you you know where you flew flew in from, having a small deck box for either because every time I draft, when I'm done with the chaff, I'll usually find someone to give it to. If there's right. a kid around, oh my gosh, take all these cards, have fun with them, and then but something I want to keep. Usually like a, a card or two you want to keep, or even like a foil basic land. Yeah. I'll put it into a sleeve and make sure it doesn't get dinged up. Yeah, I've definitely, like, gotten, like, in the early days when I didn't know much about attending Magic events, it was, like, you'd draft, and then you'd be done with the draft, and you'd be like, uh-oh, I have this handful <laughs> of cards. Fistful. Oh, uh, yeah, and I, all my deck boxes are full with my decks, and I don't want to just put the loose cards into my backpack. They'll get bent Oof. up. I've done it, and it's So now you're, like, it. carrying around the cards, just, like, going around to the vendors, like, trying to get, can I, I've, like, can I buy some sleeves? Can I, yeah. yeah, can I find a box? So if you bring that stuff with you, you're just in a much better position. You're good. You're just like, okay, put those in there, put that in the box, put that in my backpack, I'm good. If you're a serial drafter, you know how to do this. You've got your box with the lands and stuff. And speaking of lands, they'll have land stations. All that stuff is provided, as well as real judges, so you can ask a question in the middle of your game if you need to know what's going on. So it's a really supportive environment and a great way to find players quickly and to do side events that are fun. And we'll talk a little bit more about some of this commander side events, but there are very specific ones at Command Fest. Yeah, I would say even if you're not planning on drafting, because I know not everybody's a drafter and that's fine, but there are vendors and there's trading that goes on. So it's yeah. just very likely you will end up with some cards that, you know, you'll walk into the convention hall and you'll walk out that night and you'll have acquired some cards in some way. Yeah. And so just having thinking about that and having a place to put them, having a plan for that when you walk in is smart. Yeah, and we'll talk about some of those vendors and special attractions in a bit. But first, let's just talk about a very basic idea, which is how to actually play Commander at the Command Fest. Because we've been sort of talking around it. Yeah, you sit down to play. Well, what does that actually mean? Well, it turns out it's actually that simple. Typically, Command Fests are in a convention hall, and they'll have tables set up with tablecloths and seats around and open play areas. And this is what Command Fest Vegas had, right? Yeah, it just has tons of tables as far as the eye can see. <laughs> tables and chairs. and Hopefully a lot of players in them as well. Yeah, there's tons of people there. It looks just like this. And you're just looking for other people to play Commander games with. And I know that can sound intimidating to a lot of people out there. Social interactions like this can, yep. be, can make people anxious and can be tough. But it's actually very, very easy because... Once you get in, you realize, oh, everyone here is in the same position I'm in. They are here yeah. to play Magic. They're Magic players, and they're looking for other players. So the connections are actually a lot easier to make because it's as easy as just walking. Hey, if you see a table and there's two people there, well, you usually need four to play Commander. It's very, it's it's usually like, are you looking for another player? And uh, yeah, all, I am, actually. Yeah, yes, I am. And yeah. then it can be as easy as that. Or you're the one. You can sit down and put your play mat down, and it's obvious that that's a four-person table table and you're sitting there and just 
if you just sort of look at people as they walk by, I promise someone will be like, looking for a game? Yes, I am. Yep. It's very, it's a lot easier than you would think. All of our staff, as you can see in this picture, were here, except for ladies. Sorry, we missed you. Oh, I missed you guys. Uh, but they were there, and you know, they would just set up, and here's Gaurav and Jordan, and they would say, hey, who wants to come play some magic with us? Or they'll tweet out their location, and blam, just like that, you get to sit across Jordan with his face Xeroxed on to his play mat. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, And great. you get to sit down and play. Now, another great question is, okay, one, once you're sitting down, do we have the talk, the rule zero, what is my deck, what is happening? And yeah, people I think at this point are really well accustomed to knowing what to bring to the table and having discussion around that. So that is all baked into this experience. And I think everyone going, if you didn't know, now you do. Yeah, I think the rule zero conversation is pretty ubiquitous at this point. People are aware of it. It's not that hard as you're sitting down, you know, you're starting the game to just be like, so what's everybody thinking? What's the power level that we're looking for here? And everyone's just trying to find the same level there, you know, uh, I saw in the chat somebody asked earlier, like, what types of decks yes. should you bring to uh, oh, Manifest, yeah. which is a great question. I was for this section for that question. Yeah, which, <laughs> was really, which was a really big, um, or a really good question to ask. And I think bringing a good range of power levels of decks is a good idea, just so that you can meet people where they are. So I like to bring, you know, something that's pretty low power level, something that, you know, we would call like a four or five that's around a pre-con power level, maybe slightly above that. Then I like to... Could just be a pre-con, by the way. Yeah, yeah. then I like to bring about four different steps above that. So one that's slightly above that, yeah. one that's slightly above that. All the, and so then I all have... All the way to one very competitive deck. I have one CEDH deck. Like, it's, I, I own one of them. But at least I have that so that if the table says, oh, I've got a CEDH deck, somebody else goes, I have one too. I oh, yeah, like, I've always wanted to play CEDH yeah. decks here. Yeah. Okay, cool. I have one. I can play in this game. But I'm not going to play that CEDH deck in a game where everyone's like, oh, my deck is like, you know, <laughs> basically a pre-con. I've changed out only like 10 or 15 cards. Okay, cool. I've got a deck for that. Yeah. So just being ready for the different scenarios, I think, can be really helpful yeah and that conversation too it's evolving all the time i find that the more time you take to talk to everyone before the game starts those five ten minutes could be a huge difference maker because the best play groups have some familiar you know feelings around the table and so having that conversation and then really making sure you bring the right decks out will change a lot so don't stress it just bring a lot of decks have a nice conversation tell people what you're running i typically find the easiest metric these days is are you tutor heavy or not because hmm. even a really, you know, lower power deck with a bunch of tutors will have the ways to stay alive and interact and do all those good things. So the more tutors, the higher power level. That's a general gauge that I've been using at these sorts of events and has worked really well. Um, a cool idea that I heard, and this is, I've stole this. This is from uh, Oliv <laughs> Olivia Gobert-Hicks and, and Brian Kibler. They sort of mentioned this idea in, in passing, I think, which is to bring something like a flag or a little sign that says, looking for players. Yeah. That's and that's great. an easy way if you could just put it down on a table where you're sitting to just indicate. And then you don't have to ask individual people. If you just put something up that said that, then you're going to find players really, really quickly. Because anybody walking by sees it and is like, I'm a player. We have They're a digital flag in the form of Twitter, yeah. Uh, yeah. which is you know not as uh, present when you look at them in person. But this is a great example, right? There's Olivia Kibler. There's Olivia <laughs> Kibler. They're right across from Josh and Jimmy in the center of the hall. Come say hi. Uh, and that's why we're there, right? We want to meet you all and play games with you all. So I didn't realize we were the landmark in the tweet. <laughs> what if we moved, Olivia? Uh, that's a good point. That's a good point. Actually, at that point, I think we'd form a line about 30 miles long around the convention halls. 
So I know I know from going to conventions in the past that uh, a lot of people have oh, badges yeah. and tags for their badges or pins to wear. So you can have a pin or a little banner on your badge that says "Ready to Play" or like mm, I love going that. online. You know, yeah, essentially like a, lanyard, a little right? sign, a little lanyard that says that you're looking for a group of commander or you know you want modern, standard, whatever, and you can kind of have it with you. So somebody's like, "Oh, I want to play." Oh, great! I, I'm ready to play. Let's go and sit down. So yeah. that's something you can keep with you because landmarks do change. Yep. So landmarks aren't always, you know, something you can count on. A lot of times there's numbers on table and so on mm-hmm. social media people will put like the table number there mm-hmm. at. Or the vendor they're across from. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, totally. Uh, I think a good tip might be to follow the hashtag of the event. So Command Fest Vegas was the hashtag. A lot of people are like saying where they are or what they're looking to do and if you mm-hmm. just sort by latest you can often just I'm in the hall oh look somebody's looking for uh, to play modern yeah. at table 356 cool like I could go over there and find that it's not only for like finding the influencers or whatever true yeah true. you can connect with people that way as well yeah and, and that's just again the beauty of Command Fest it's like a very organic event and they're really what the open play tables create is an environment for you to come sit down and find someone to play with or look around. A table just has finished playing a game and all those players, all three of them who didn't win, <laughs> want to win. So they're going to be looking <laughs> for a new game. So it's great. Once you're in the flow of it and you're getting it going too and you're just starting to go game after game, you're going to love it. I, I guarantee it. Now, you you don't only have to just find like random pickup games with casual people at uh, at these command fests. There are organized sort of events within the event that you can sign up for. They usually have some sort of entry mm-hmm. uh, cost, but they will might have like a tournament. They might have like a two-headed giant tournament. Or a competitive EDH tournament. Yeah. In fact, actually, any time you put competition around Commander, expect it to get competitive, I'd say. Yeah, so they might say, like, we're going to have a, a tournament for Commander players at this time. You know, this is the entry fee. You show up, you meet at the gathering point they've got this many players they assign you to tables they have a bracket you know set up so they're gonna once people win they're gonna go on to the next yeah. stage and the next stage until we cut to you know top eight or top four or whatever it is and there's usually prizes for a prize wins wall. those events yeah, and things yeah. like that so if you are more competitive minded this is not something you have to do like I went to the whole command fest Las Vegas and didn't participate in one of these tournaments but mm-hmm. if this is something that you think sounds fun and it's also a way that you're not necessarily walking up and like asking strangers like, hey, do you want to play? You're signing up for an event to play in. Um, they're going to have that stuff available to you as well. Yep. Just check the website again. They'll tell you what events there are. If there's like a plane chase event as well or a sealed booster, whatever it is. So if it intrigues you, go ahead and do it. That's the point of this is to come and play Magic. It's kind of like a dream come true. I remember the first Magic Fest I went to. I was like, this is the best thing in the world yeah i can so do far. anything i want and, and it all involves playing magic the gathering <laughs> yeah if you go to your lgs there might not be enough people there interested to get a two-headed giant tournament of commander going yeah, right exactly. you're lucky to find another two people that want to do that but now you're in a room that has thousands and thousands of commander players and if you want to have a two-headed giant tournament can i find you know seven other groups of two to have a little tournament about this probably can in that environment so you yeah betcha. it's a pretty unique experience um I do want to say, when you're playing in one of these organized events at a Command Fest, it's important to keep in mind that there are generally prizes involved because there's an entry fee, they're organizing it for you, they've got the judges there and things, and they're usually saying, like, whoever gets first place or maybe the top two or three are going to win tickets to the prize wall or something like that. And in that environment, you just need to be aware that people are going to play to win, and so you're going to have to bring, you know, your high-powered CEDH-level commander decks 
in order to really expect you want to have to a good yeah. time at those events. Like, yeah, it. So I've heard of people go into these tournaments and be like, well, they just comboed out on me on turn three and it wasn't any fun. <laughs> there were prizes. What do you yeah, expect? Yeah, it's like, Sorry. well, listen, yeah, if you're playing to win, now all of a sudden the parameters are different. There's no rule zero converse, yeah. conversation. Like, th- yeah. You're, it might be a little less for the two-headed giant tournament, but I would still expect people to be, again, playing to win because yep. there's a prize ticket at the end. You can get something cool off the prize wall, a booster pack, whatever it may be. So. Yeah, there are stakes. So now all Incentives. of a sudden people need to win. Yeah. Yeah. Um, our, Let's go on to our next tip, though. This one's really important, especially if you're going to be playing a bunch of events. Don't do this. This yeah. is a good one. Yeah, this tip is don't bring too many decks to the hall with you. Don't deck the halls. Yeah, don't... It's it's easy to think, like, oh, I'm going to play 20 games of Commander today. I should bring all these different decks because I want to have the choice of... Uh, you know, I don't want to play any of my deck t- twice or whatever. And you have to think of it, like, first of all, it's heavy to carry around... 12 or 15 decks. You, This is a thing that's valuable that you have to keep an eye on as well. Very valuable. I'm, the first couple of uh, big Magic events I went to, I remember having, my neck was really sore. Oh, my gosh. Like, to the point of, like, you know how you have to, like, turn your head like Batman? Because you <laughs> slept Batman weird on it. You know how Batman, like, you got, he looks... You got Batman deck neck. <laughs> I like I like Batman when he has to look up. He This is Batman looking up. Because... <laughs> <laughs> so I remember like the first couple of events and I was like, why does my neck hurt so bad? And I right. realized like I'm carrying 20 magic decks with me in a backpack that I'm often like shifting back Going for the forth. world record. Yeah, right? it's just a lot of weight, you know, and I started bringing less decks each day. I would only bring my maximum is six, but I usually bring like four to five. Yeah, yeah. Because I just want to, like I said, have, have a those, good choice. Yeah, those power levels covered, but I only need one at each power level. Right. And, and by that, the way, tomorrow, you're going to come back, right? Yep. And so I bring... It doesn't mean I only bring five, four or five decks to the entire event. Right. I just... I might bring 12, but I'm only bringing... On Friday, I'm only bringing four. And then I'm going to switch out for a different four on Saturday. And then... Because, listen... <laughs> this is a good how point. How long does a commander game take? An hour? And that's a pretty quick Minimum? one. Right? If you're yeah, lucky. Yeah. If, yeah. You're if you're lucky. lucky. You're not going to play 20. That's like... You're not going to play 20 hours of commander a day. You're going to play... Six is a lot. Seven, eight. Like, you're going to eat in there. The convention hall is not open for... So you don't need that many decks. And, and God forbid you have to play a, one of the decks twice. Not the not the worst thing. Trust me. It's worth it to save your neck. You don't want to be doing this. Yeah, it's good. Well, you don't want a Batman call around the world. Especially on that second day when you need to save your energy. Pace yourself uh, as with any good convention. Yeah. And, and that goes for your decks as well. Don't bring too many. No, you can switch them out um hey look when we stayed at uh the Westgate, which is where command fest vegas was you could conceivably also walk to your room and switch out over lunch so there are ways to do it just don't overstress yourself and don't get your stuff taken right just be protective bring yeah. what you need the less you have with you the less you kind of have to worry about uh keeping safe the whole time very true that's another thing i would say it's overestimated the ability to walk back or get back to your hotel drop stuff off and come back to the convention hall in your mind that's like oh that'll take me 15 20 minutes it's an hour and a half like it just (laughs) is like even if you can walk it 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 that's just the way that that it goes take a little break when you're everywhere and like it's hot and you're tired and you're like oh and it ends up taking you 30 minutes to get back to your room which you did not account in how long it was going to take you to go switch things out and when you get there you're like you're going to sit down for a second you're maybe going to like take a drink of water yeah all exactly, right, yeah. all right. We're in the oh, naps nap. now. Yeah, oh, that's, that's good. That's my yeah, favorite yeah, part yeah. of the day. Yeah. That's my favorite commander game I played today was the nap I took. All right, we'll be right back with more discussion from this live episode. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a message from our sponsors. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find 
people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. All right, we're back. Let's continue now with Command Zone Live. All right. Well, another big part of Command Fest and Magic Fest are special guests and attractions. So obviously, Josh and I, I guess we get to consider ourselves special guests. We were at Command Fest Vegas. We met hundreds of people. It was an absolute blast. But these are big events, and they tend to draw in a lot of well-known Magic creators and people from the community, including staff as well, pro players. Um, Cassius Marsh, a football player, was there. It's always fun to see Cassius walking around. Yeah, Las Vegas had a bunch of people. Cassius was definitely there. Uh, Joe Johnson. Jacob Bertrand, our, our oh, very yeah, young Cobra, Cobra Kai. Kai. Yep, Jacob was there. Olivia I think Kyle and was there. Or, sorry, Kyle Hill Kyle was there. Kyle Hill, that's right. Kibler, Olivia. Um, here's Cassius playing uh, a fan at an event. Uh, I think it was one of the older GP Vegases. So. Yeah, it was one of the spell slinging events, I think, from then. Yeah. That's really great because, you know, there are special events happening where you can actually play against people. Um, playing with Power was recording content at Command Fest Vegas. They had their camera up, and that was really what a great opportunity to bring in some players in real life when you've just been playing on Spell Table, right? Yeah, you might mm-hmm. be able to like show up on one of their... Uh their YouTube channel on one of their games. I don't know exactly how they were choosing who was playing in that stuff, but it's one of the draws, I think, of these events is you're going to be able to interact with people you've seen in the community, you've watched their content. Like, yep. you know, you can get, oh, come up and them. hang out with Jimmy and I, maybe even play some games with us. I was playing games with fans the whole weekend. It was super fun. Yeah. So this is, like, a pretty cool opportunity to get to interact with the people that you've been following and been supporting and been fans of for a long time. And great for also, you know, new channels to meet other new channels. Oh, yeah. That. That's a really good point. If you are a content creator... Something like a Command Fest is a really good way to sort of network and get to know Mm -hmm. a lot of the other content creators. In fact, many of the content creators we've worked with over the years were people we met at Vegas. So like um, the Loading Ready Run people who are good friends of ours and, and we love. Really, it was the Vegas events where we got a chance to get to know them, and so many other people in the community. Uh, that is the reason that we know them. So it's 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 a great opportunity to interact with all those people. Here's the next tip, though, and it's a it's a good one because um, if you don't have this, I've had I've, I'm sure you've run into the oh, people. It can be so many, it's like a quest in itself. Yeah. So bring a sharpie. And bring stuff to get signed. And bring something for that sharpie to be used on, yeah. Yeah, including T-shirts, by the way. Here's Coalesce. It's Cedric's company. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I did sign some, some Coalesce T-shirts. We did, yeah, we yeah. T-shirts are hard to sign. Yeah, yeah. so they, they, are, slip, they, they slip, slip around yeah, yeah. on yeah. It's better when it's on someone's back sometimes, honestly. Uh, so, yeah, a sharpie is so important if you have a card, a play mount, a deck box, uh, anything, really, that you want to get signed by someone you meet there. Uh, we get requests all the time. Uh, one person brought in, and this was brilliant. They just had like 10 command towers, 
and they would give a different one to each person assigned, and that way they have a card they know is going in every deck. Yeah. When they draw it, they're going to be like, ah, oh, this is the Josh one. Cool. Yeah, I love that as such a smart idea to just bring a stack of command towers with you. It's not an expensive card too, right? to get a hold of. And you know you're going to put one in each of your commander decks. And so that was somebody who just like readily had a thing for each person they ran into to be able to sign. They didn't have to like think about it. A lot of people will have like one playmat that they're having everybody, you know, I would get the playmat and would already have Jimmy's signature, Kyle's signature, Caster's signature, Jacob's signature. I signed signature things twice it. by accident. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, I already signed this, but I'll add how's it to it yeah, now there you or go, something yeah. like that. But that is a really smart to come prepared with a thing you want to have signed and a signing utensil because yeah. I try to keep a Sharpie on me, but people walk off with them on accident or whatever, and all of a sudden you're like, yeah, like I, w- I would sign that, but I don't have a way to do it. Yeah, yeah, it's like a Frisbee in college. You never really have one, but you sometimes have someone else's. So bring your own Sharpie. I've seen people bring like special gold ones too. Make sure that you test it out in the card beforehand to, so you yeah. know, it works because I've had ones that kind of smudge. I'm like, oh, no, you know. Oh, here's a bonus tip. Uh, they do The Sharpie will smudge on the card so what you don't what you need to do is like shake it like a polaroid picture afterwards yeah, exactly <laughs> if you more useful <laughs> yeah. to the sharpie than if the you put it in the way. sleeve right away it can smudge and i've seen that happen and it, it really yeah. can be heartbreaking so look yeah. at this playmat this is great so this is someone that uh, probably in the midway through the convention they've gotten a bunch of us to sign it josh on the left with how's it and me on the right yep so um, tokens are also really great to oh, get signed great call tokens are great uh deck boxes a lot of people have the interior of the deck box so they flip it open and have you sign like oh, the inside nice. of the deck box which i i really like hats shirts cards whatever it is just think about it and be prepared because you are going to run into some people that you've seen and probably want to take a picture with and get something signed and you know that is what we're there for when we're there so it's not like joe yeah. johnson goes to command fest las vegas and doesn't know <laughs> that he's going to run into people who recognize him right like the, we know that's going to happen and that's one of the reasons that we're going to interact with the community we love it if yeah. you come up to us. If you're a patron or something of Command Zone, please let us know those things because that is, you know, something that's important to us. And we like to, to know that we're, or we have people all the time. They're like, I've watched since the very first episode. Oh, like, my goodness. Yeah. yeah. Another it, great tip for that, though, is um, like name tags. If you can wear a name tag that has oh, your really? Twitter handle on it or your Patreon name yeah. or oh something like that. We pronoun pronouns please. all of that. Yeah. So when you go up and you meet some of these special guests and you've interacted with them online, you can be like, oh, I'm so and so from Twitter. And then you see sometimes you have to see the name to recognize it because yeah. it, it doesn't sound the same. Um, and they're like, and then you're like, oh, yes, I know. I've talked to you. And yeah. so that's actually extremely helpful. I saw it coming out of Vegas. People being like, where your name? <laughs> Tell me your name. <laughs> and, uh, that's so true. I've definitely been met somebody and I'm talking to them and they say, I'm so-and-so on Twitter. And you're like, oh, oh. I've talked to you before. Like yeah. I, we've interacted. Like I know you. Yeah. So definitely letting the influencers and the people know that is is a really good idea. That's a really good call. But lady. don't feel bashful about going up and sort of asking for you know the picture and the and that's that's why everybody's there. Yeah, we will even sign cards that are high in value. Oh boy! Uh, even though I'd rather sign the penny sleeve, I'd rather sign a command tower or like an island. I will sign a Vidalcanori if you really, really want me to. Josh, you'll sign a foil Vidalcanori. I'd rather sign the sleeve. Lady, have you signed some crazy cards before? I haven't signed any crazy cards, but I honestly think it's kind of cool to have all your basic lands signed by some of your favorite content creators. (laughs) And so that way it's like all your lands and then you get to kind of like use that as a thing. Yeah. It hurts me every time I have to sign like a Blood Moon or a Vidalcanori like and they make me sign it on the card. I'm damaging the card. Like, (laughs) I'm I'm bullish on you, Josh. I think in 10 years you're going to be an international superstar (laughs) and that signature will be worth something. I did get to sign two playmats while I was in New Zealand like an original 
original nice. OG Command Zone playmat. Oh, I was like, wow. oh, this right. is amazing. That's great. Yeah, we love, by the way, to meet our patrons. That's another reason why ladies comment about having your Twitter handle or your patron name is so important. Um, I've even had someone come and be like, this is me. And they show me on Twitter and an interaction we had. And I was like, oh, great. I know exactly who you are. Thank you for telling me. Uh, another type of like attraction or, or personality that is at, often at these events are cosplayers as well. Oh, yeah. So, Lady, you've cosplayed yep. at events. Mm-hmm. In fact, that Aurelia, I think, is the first time I became aware of, like I knew, like I saw the name Lady Danger. Yeah, I did Aurelia for, I think it was TwitchCon or Mythic Invitational or something like that. Nice. And it was amazing to meet everybody and get to hang out with and have them take pictures with me in the giant Karn. It was so cool. Oh, the Karn, that's the right. Yeah, the Karn. So, <laughs> so there's often a lot of people who've spent a lot of time in their costumes. They look really awesome. Uh, walking around in these events, you know, interacting with people. It's another good picture-taking opportunity and things like that. Yeah, and, you know, be respectful for cosplayers. Don't touch the costume. Uh, oh, that's <laughs> a big thing, right? Like, yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> they the put cosplay- a lot of work into it, and it, it may, you know, be delicate as well. Um, and then, of course, there are other events that sort of ha- also have to do with the special guests, which can be things like panels, um, live podcast episodes, at bigger events, they they've even had things like they had the magic art show where they took a lot of the classic oh, artwork right. for, and they really made cool. like an art gallery. Uh, a lot of times, Wizards of the Coast people are at these events. It's not just influencers and content creators. So you know they might do panels with uh, Mark Rosewater or yeah. Gavin Verhey, people that are designing the game, so you can get a special insight into you know. And, and be there live and ask them questions as they talk about designing the game. Yeah, there's, uh, yeah, there's, there's Mark, Mark. And right, right there. So, and we've done live podcast episodes at some of these before. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Magic 30, we're probably going to be doing some stuff like this. So there's definitely the chance to kind of see some of the content you watch get made or learn some more things about the game from behind the scenes and things like that. Yeah, again, it's not just playing Magic at the end of it. There's a lot of networking, a lot to be learned, especially at the bigger events. Magic 30 is probably going to have a bunch. I know at, at Penny Arcade Expo, Mark's mm. talk, uh, or anytime that Wizards does a panel, is one of the most attended. So there's always some fun stuff that gets announced, and, and you get to learn a lot along the process. Yeah, so lots of cool stuff with special guests and attractions. That isn't Go. the only thing. Oh, there's Gavin with a huge <laughs> oversized card. Love that. That reminds me of the story with Jacob I, uh, I'm going to tell right here, which oh, is, yeah. uh, so Jacob Bertrand, the hawk from Cobra Kai, he was at uh, Command Fest Vegas, and what was the card, the, the oversized card he wanted? Miram, I believe, the new the dragon. The one you played yeah, on the team or dragon they play on Baldur's Game. Yeah, so he evidently has built that deck, or, want, or is it's building that It's become one of the most popular decks almost instantly. So he, there's the oversized card of Miran at, at, at the prize wall. Same size he, as you just saw Gavin holding. He decides, like, I want that. And so he's like... <laughs> trying to play as many drafts as possible and just wheeling and dealing with everybody we know to get prize tickets. He needs a lot of prize tickets, and by the time he decided he wanted it, it was the end of the first day. So he, <laughs> he was late to the party and was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to grind my way to get this. So he did. He gets enough prize tickets. He goes to the prize wall to get the card, and somebody has already purchased it with prize tickets before him. Oh, no. So he can't get it. But I heard he did get the name or the number of the person that did get it, and he was going to try and like work out a deal where maybe like he could buy it. Like a true collector, there yeah, he is. There, you guys are about Jacob. to take a little jet out to Vegas. <laughs> Jacob, uh, he's just such a blast to meet in person, and he also I know had a great time meeting fans and talking to people and playing games with them as well at Command Fest. I mean, he he spent a lot of time. Like I was surprised, like he was in the convention hall playing Magic like all day every yeah, I mean, day. He's, yeah. he's he's a he's a grinder when it comes to Magic. Like he's he will gamer. sit there and play all day. Yeah. He is a gamer. Uh, uh, okay, so let's. There's other stuff also still going on, right? So one yep. of the really cool things I think about uh, all these big live events is 
the artists that are often there. So they'll they'll usually have like an artist alley. Yeah, uh, I think at Command Fest Vegas, Mark Poole was there, mm-hmm. and these are the artists. They're physically there. They usually have prints of their artwork. Um, they'll have playmats. They'll have special artist-proof print cards that you can buy from them. Oh, yeah, the artist-proof cards, if you haven't seen them, when an yeah, artist perfect. does a magic card uh, that goes to into production... They get a they, proof. They get a proof, so they send them, like, a stack of that card, but the, it has no back. It has a white back on the on the back of it. Yeah, yet. and on that back, sometimes you can have them draw stuff. So there's lots of really cool commissions that can happen with the artists there. And not just artists, there's also vendors. So people that will be selling just straight up prints like this. I believe this is from Mark Poole's uh, stand. Yeah, this is from his area. Yeah. And and if you have Mark Poole there, a lot of times you can have Mark not just sign your playmat, but maybe do a little drawing or an illustration or doodle on your playmat. Or yeah, very I have cool. a friend who they go to all the Magic Live events for years, and when they ha- there's an artist there that they haven't um, interacted with before, they have these blank cards that they, they have... Uh, each artist do like a custom token, just a doodle, but like, so they've got one from Christopher Rush and they've got one from like over the years. Yeah. That's just like, Hey, you know, can you make a soldier token or whatever? And it's quickly drawn and everything, but it's signed and everything like that. So that's a thing you can do if you have artists that you really like, uh, or iconic artwork from cards that you really like speak to you. Yeah. And here you're seeing some of the vendors. There's also a lot of card shops that'll come out and put all their cards out on display. They'll sit there and they'll trade with you. They'll give you store credit, uh, as well as just be able to buy your cards off you on buy lists um and so there's going to be some of these there as well great place to find hard to find cards like seeing a real mox in person alpha here are all these dual lands right so if you're looking to do more pickups or even trade up to a pickup there's a great place to do it yeah that's one of the cool things about command fest because depending on where you're located you might not have access to LGSs that have a lot of like this really high-end stuff or yeah. everything you're looking for. And usually at these big events, there are multiple vendors and they bring a lot of stuff. So we had some people from our team who were going to Command Fest with their some of their own cards to trade in to try and trade up to things like dual lands and things like that. So how cool is it if you take a bunch of your fetch lands and some other rares you've gotten over the you know last few months or whatever, open in drafts or whatever it is, and you're able to trade up into a tropical island or something oh, you know, yeah. and take that home. And, that, and that, that's pretty common, I'd say. Yeah, at I love these that. Things. So yeah, access to the vendors is, is kind of a big deal uh, just because there's going to be a bunch of stuff there that you just don't, get to see very often or get a chance to get your hands on. Yep. Um, yeah, here's some t-shirts as well. There's lots of fun uh, little magic puns out there. Yeah, Cedric had uh, his Coalesce apparel company had a booth, and Vegas, I saw yeah. a lot of people wearing those shirts by the end of the weekend. They yeah, were very we popular. A couple. Yeah. All right, uh, another big thing uh, is that outside of the event itself, a lot of players have gathered in the same town or wherever it is, city, to play magic and you know see each other. So there are after-hours events that sometimes happen and events that maybe a company will throw, or in this last case, we, we threw a, a small event as well. Well, yeah, there's after hours stuff. There's outside events. A lot of times there are like after hours parties that are tied to the event. So Channel Fireball might might throw like a VIP party. Oh, yeah. For anyone that bought the VIP package. Yeah. yeah. So if you have, you know, sometimes there's additional cost for additional pass that will let you into these events. They usually have, you know, a higher ratio of like the special guest type people, the yeah. wizards people. The and they won't be playing games as much as, as just talking and meeting and taking pictures and, and having fun, you know? But it's a chance to hang out. But also, like, just content creators all the time will be like, hey, we're in town for this event. We'd like to have a meetup with our fans and supporters. We're going to do, we're going to meet here at this time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we do things like that. So this is a picture of a dinner uh, that we had, and we had about 80 people that wow. we invited. 
That's awesome. And yeah, we had a, just a big night out. We invited, if we ran into patrons and we still had room, we invited them. The, yep. You know, all our friends in content creation world and Wizards people and whatever, we invited them. And it was just a fun night to get to hang out. And this is just outside of the event. This is an after hours little party that we threw. And this is the kind of thing that does happen um, at these events. And also just like, doesn't have to be this big, right? You're, mm-hmm. you're in a huge room with thousands of Magic players. You're going to probably play some pickup commander games with people you yeah. never met before. And a lot of times it's like, what's everybody doing tonight? Do you want to go to dinner? Do you want to draft later? I don't know how many drafts I've done at oh, somebody's just hotel, hotel room. room. Yeah, or yeah, hotel yeah. lobby. Yeah, hotel lobby. Like, just everybody get together. We've got eight people here. Does somebody have a box of something? Okay, let's draft it tonight. Yeah, other people, because they're in Vegas or wherever, they'll want to go see a show or just sightseeing or just go to the spa or whatever it is. So definitely feel free to make those plans with your new friends. But this actually goes right into our next tip, which is if you are going to go and eat dinner at places, well, again, a lot of players just descended upon a city. It may help to make some dinner reservations. This is a pro tip. Make dinner reservations. Once you've booked your badge and you know you're going, it's this is my philosophy. It's very easy to cancel a dinner reservation. True. It is very difficult to get a dinner reservation last minute, especially on Friday and Saturday nights in most cities, which is when these events are usually taking place. Yep. Yeah. So if you just look ahead, hey, in two weeks, I'm going to be here for this event. Just make dinner reservations for six, eight, ten people at a couple of restaurants. You know, you can do a quick Yelp search for the most, the best restaurant or whatever, or whatever kind of food. And you don't have to go to that dinner reservation if Friday morning or Friday during the day you find out there's something else going on you're going to go. You call up, you cancel your reservation, no big deal. Great, yeah. But often what happens is Friday around 3 or 4 o'clock, everyone's looking around being like, what are we doing for dinner for dinner tonight? What are we doing tonight? And you can be the person that's like, well, I have 10 seats at... We'll go to Chow. I have four seats at this restaurant next by. Or, hey, I was just going to go do this drive over. Who wants to come? And trust me, you will make a lot of friends in that moment. (laughs) (laughs) That is a good way to, like, meet people and have people around you that you can then draft with after dinner or or hang out with or whatever. And there also might be some locals there that have great recommendations and can help you get a reservation. So making those friends, really important. Here we're going to Lobster Me, which is down the strip. That place is really good. Yeah, great. It's also super helpful for places that aren't as big as Vegas that maybe are a little bit smaller and they don't have necessarily the capacity to take the same amount of people that are going to be coming in. Good point. So getting those reservations in early. So you're like... I need a table for 20 people. And they're like, oh, we don't usually do that. And you're like, well, you can now. It's a really good point, especially because like, what happens near the end of the days is everyone's leaving the convention hall at about the same time. There's these huge groups and they tend to wander around to the closest restaurants, like cafes that are right next to the convention hall yeah. or whatever. And you can be stuck there trying to, you know, wait for two and a half hours to oh. get a table at some place, which is, and, yeah, and you're which tired is the and worst. Hungry. Yeah. You're a hero if you're like, oh, we don't have to do that. I have reservations at a place. You know, just down the street. Yeah. And I already planned for this. So, yeah, make Love reservations. That. Yep. Great way to make friends. Great. Uh, another tip that's sort of involved with food and things like that. Can you tell I'm always thinking about food, Jimmy? Yes. Yeah, me too. I'm thinking about food now that you mentioned it. What am I doing for dinner? Now, tip number six, though, is bring snacks, hand sanitizer, refillable water bottles, life pads, pencils, extra sleeves like we talked about earlier. Make sure, basically, basically make sure you have what you need to also keep going throughout the day because playing Magic, is, it's a big strain on your on your brain. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, it's actually my picture. Uh, it's all my stuff that I bring to pre-releases or any big events, stuff like that. Yeah, so, what are we looking at here? Uh, yeah, you're looking at sleeves. I have a little binder, a little trade binder uh, that I keep with me, a pad of paper because your phone will die. Bring a, like a power mm, bank. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. those are also really important. I have oh, a bunch power of... Brick, that's a good yeah, idea. power brick. Yeah, power uh, brick. Might seem crazy, but 
chapstick is yeah. really, really helpful. Especially if you're in Las Vegas. Let me <laughs> you're in Vegas or you're talking yeah. a lot, things like that. Life counters, various ways to keep life counters. A bottle that has a lid on it ah, so yeah. you don't spill on all of your really, really nice cards and things <laughs> like that. And I also like to keep, um, so I keep my... I have usually have two bags, so I have like all my cards, and then I have a secondary bag that I can keep like tokens and all of my snacks in, so they don't coalesce together. Yep. Um, yep. And it makes a huge difference in that way. If you want to pick up pins or anything like that that you don't want to put with all your deck boxes, you can kind of have it off to the side and kind of keep it on you at all times yeah. with your wallet and stuff like that. Nice yeah, I like to bring just like a little thing of beef jerky, like a Cliff Bar, maybe some like Goldfish crackers. Just have that in my bag because. A lot of times, um, the food options at convention halls are, A, not that great. It's like pizza. And expensive sometimes, and too. And usually very expensive. And also often very crowded just because it's the only option. It's the only game in town. And so you can... And, and then it's a commander game. So you might start a game and think, I'm going to go to lunch after this game. I'm starting to get kind of hungry. And what if that game goes for two hours rather than 60 minutes or whatever? It's nice to be able to just open your bag chomp down at Cliff Bar. You'll make it now to... Drink some water. Yeah. Yep. It's easy to just be busy doing stuff in the convention hall and kind of realize you're getting dehydrated. And just a little snack and a, a quick drink of water can really, like, save you. You don't yeah. want to get hangry, right? Like, I keep no. electrolyte yeah. pa- like there packets with me as well. Smart. So you can put it in your water while you're drinking to kind of, like, keep going. And um, I also... I personally keep deodorant in my bag. Like yeah, a that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, Definitely put some deodorant help. in there if you need it. Yeah. I mean, you're carrying around sweaty. cards the whole day. It, I'm, like, I'm, yeah. I'm getting stinky and sweaty. And if I'm going to get stinky and sweaty, I know everybody else is. <laughs> you're going to be in that hall maybe, like, eight hours plus carrying yeah. around, like, heavy cards and things like that. Yeah. It's smart to just be prepared and think of it as, like, I'm just going to want some provisions available to me. And and worst case scenario or best case scenario, if I, like, leave and go get lunch and come back and I don't eat those snacks, no big deal. Like, I have them ready yeah. for the next day. Yeah. I think a lot of people don't realize, too, that your brain burns the most calories out of everything else. And magic is a mental game. It's you're a big there brain playing. game. Yeah. And so you're going to need that extra low boost, electrolytes, whatever it is. So great, great tip there. All right. Um, the moral of this whole story, though, is that these events are like super, super fun. They're we great. go to as many as we can. We've been going to them for years. If you're anxious, I know a lot of people get anxious in big social situations and looking at the pictures of this huge crowds can be anxiety inducing. Overwhelming, but yeah. Yeah. Trust me, when you get into the hall, you realize that it really is just a bunch of people who are a lot like you. They're just magic players. They love to play Commander. They're looking for games. They're looking to have fun. And you can you really have a great time and make some lifelong friends there, too. I, I, so many people that we've met over the years at these conventions that we still keep in contact with. Yeah, they're a huge reason why we're here, too, and keep doing what we do is because we get to meet players and play with them. So if you want to come up and say hi, that's why we're there. Um, and, you know, maybe we can even get a game in. We'll mm-hmm. see. Yeah, I like to kind of think of it like summer camp for adults. It is. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah, it, it, feels like, <laughs> it feels like summer camp felt when I was a kid. Yeah. I love summer camp. So, <laughs> uh, Bonus tip, though, because when you're on your way to summer camp, you may go through airport security. and oh. uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We have one last tip for you, a bonus tip. I love this picture. The guy's yeah. like, oh, oh, look, magic cards. <laughs> so traveling with magic cards through TSA or through airport security, it well, you imagine if your deck box goes through an x-ray machine, it just looks like a solid square Brick. Ma- mass. Yeah. yeah, which is the kind of thing that TSA security is on the lookout for. So one thing that we've learned over the years of just going through security a lot with magic cards is if you just let the TSA uh, agent know as you're sort of taking your bag out, 
hey, I have uh, decks of cards here. They're magic cards. I'm going to take the decks out and put them in the box. Like you will with a laptop, by the way. You're yep. already doing this with your shoes and stuff anyway. So Yeah, just let them know. And a lot of times that'll save you that extra time it would take for it to go through the x-ray. Then they flag it. Then you got to go over there. They got to do a search of the whole thing. A lot of times they'll look at it at the, in the moment, sort of pull them out, put it through the x-ray and let the x-ray person know. And that'll make it a lot more smooth sailing. Yeah, also and it's, all, it's easier for them too. Yeah, also consider the cards that you're bringing with you that somebody else that might not know what magic cards have possibly have to handle so that could be a consideration and when you're packing exactly yep, what definitely you're yeah easy making sure you can remove it and all that stuff yeah or unzip and even let them see all right okay. that was the bonus tip that's going to wrap up our discussion about big live magic events hopefully you got something out of it hopefully you're going to plan to go to one of these at some point they are awesome yeah but before we actually get into the q a we wanted to spend a little bit of time talking about double masters 2022 a lot of twos by the way coming up uh in this set and it seems serendipitous because this set is really exciting and i don't know if uh you've all seen some of the preview cards but boy oh boy this is built for us this set looks insane I, i we just had to discuss it a little bit because i just wanted to gush about how insane the reprints are um, Things that a lot of people have been asking for for a very, very long time. Yeah. It, <laughs> Here's course, the highlight, of course. Of course, Vidalcan Ori, this was one of our preview cards. We got to show it off on Twitter, and this borderless version is Stunning. a new version that's never existed before, which I'm super excited about, but also a little like, do how many do I have to get one of these versions for all of my decks now? <laughs> and you're probably going to sign quite I a few, I need 20 too, of Josh. them, then. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, but it doesn't just stop there. Uh Portal 3 Kingdoms reprints Imperial Seal and Warrior's Oath. Two cards that are just insane to think have. Imperial Seal, I, I don't have one. No, like, I don't I, have Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah this is a, I have a Demonic Tutor. I do not have this, though. <laughs> so this is a, yeah, this is a card that just has... Has it ever seen a reprint? I don't think it's ever seen a reprint. I don't think so, no. It's just in Portal 3 Kingdoms, which is known as one of the least printed sets of all time from way back in the day. It was almost a specialty novelty set. Yeah, so this is just a card that nobody really has, and now people are going to be able to get a hold of. Um, Warrior's Oath is... I need one of these for my Obeka deck. Yeah, so this is, again, a, 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 we've seen a lot of this effect before. I'm a big fan of, like, the Final Fortune Last Chance type cards as a red player. So this, again, was from Portal 3 Kingdoms. Uh, also, a lot of people don't know, but Three Visits was where that, that was also where it was first printed, that classic ramp spell. Um, I think the biggest reprint, though, has to be Dockside Extortionist. Dockside is oh, yeah. back. This baby. is something we've been asking for for years now. It was only originally printed in a Commander product, has never been reprinted, and now we have... Multiple the, versions of it, yeah. Yeah, this is definitely like something that a lot of Commander players need in their decks. It's one of the most powerful cards in the format, and just the ability to sort of get your hands on more of them, I think I'm really excited about. And now yeah. there's three different versions of it, so yeah. it's even more accessible. I only own one, by the way. I only I have bought, one. I bought one of the precons when they came out, exactly. and that's where my dock site came from. I think I have two because I bought what, the precon and then I bought one like kind of early. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah but so now very you're going to have, I don't know, three. And not just dock site. <laughs> yeah, thanks, thanks. Maybe. No, I'm going to crack I'm... this open like crazy. It's going to be great. <laughs> uh, three is a lot. I was giving you a lot of credit. You're manifesting Jimmy it. is very lucky opening booster packs, I want to yeah, say. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't take it from me. Uh, not just that, but speaking of treasures, we also have Smothering Tithe being reprinted. This card is, again, one of the most powerful cards in the format. Look at this art. It's this art so is amazing. cool. This art is 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 dope. I like just I, love how they they're going for the big bold colors, right? Vodokonori had that purple. This is that gold and those that hand. That is, might be the same hand from our logo. Oh god, <laughs> that's canon now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wearing all the rings of power apparently too. Um, What's yeah. the reprint you're most excited about? For me, I don't know. I I love the Eldrazi Titans, even though Emrakul is not legal. 
the one that they're reprinting, but the other two are pretty amazing. And they have new art for them as well. So I'm kind of like an Ashland fanboy now. Um, <laughs> but there's also Mana Drain being reprinted. And that to me is really exciting because I uh, it's it's pretty good and I don't have very many. <laughs> <laughs> well, how about you, lady? What, uh, what What's the reprint from the set that you're most excited mine about? Mine for sure is Allosaurus Shepherd. Allosaurus Shepherd. Yeah, I like only... the new art on the border list, the Jurassic oh, World. It's yeah, it's so good. Print. That's yeah. amazing. Uh, oh. This was only printed in Jumpstart, which is why it is so hard to find. And it's good card, right? It's a great card. I play elves all the time, and it is an amazing card to have. Yeah, pretty strong. I just as the previous season for this set was going on, it's like uh, your eyes kept getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, so like, like uh, wait, what? Uh, yeah, wait, what? Are you what are you protection? Is oh, in there? Yeah. Well, mine's without Gnori, obviously, but uh, yeah, Tavares protection. With this, this art looks incredible too. It's and like, that's a card I only have a couple of, right? Yeah. Because it, it yeah. was in the Commander products, and you, if you ha- if you bought that precon, you got it. And then after that, <laughs> yeah, it was just hard to find. It's yeah. like every single time they they put something out, you're like, can't they can't put out anything better than that? And then you're like, they put out. They put up food chain. Oh yeah, yeah. food oh, chain. Yeah. Food chain's crazy. When I saw, because I thought food chain. Concordant was Crossroads card. too. Yeah. Oh, Concordant Crossroads. Yeah. I totally forgot. Oh my gosh, this set's insane. Um, anyway, so yeah, that that's that's what we have to say about it. It's crazy. It, yeah, really. crazy. I'm really excited because I think a lot of these are cards that are like Teferi's Protection and Doxide Extortion and Smothering Tithe are things that you shouldn't be held back from being able to play them in your deck. hundred percent. Yeah. So hopefully people will be able to get their hands. Yeah, on and for them. the players that are more the hey, I need more force negations, you're also getting that reprint in this set too. So the modern players, like because it's modern, modern players, card, right? Yeah. I mean, so it's like this I art, need these so oh I can get into that goodness. beta draft at Magic Thirty. That oh. Um, You're going mo- for it? My modern deck's We can make a documentary me. about Josh's path to modern. It. Yeah. We'll get Kessler there. It'll be our next episode. Trainer, Rocky formats, Balboa. Really <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oracle of Moldiah, that's right. Oh, so good. Oh, uh, yeah. So many great, great reprints in this set. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. All right. We're going to wrap it up here with a little bit of Q&A um, from the chat here. Yeah, Lady, what, been what do you co- got for us? Collecting all, all I, episode. I got a few questions. Okay. Um, our first question is from Kenny. What's the best way to approach Josh and the Command Zone crew at public events? Oh, good. I'm not in this. Oh, Don't approach me. You're included I'm in it. Kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm I mean, it's very kidding. simple. I think just come on up and just, you know, just be like, hey. I'm so-and-so. Yeah. You know? And also, we'll know if someone comes up to say hi, we're not going to be like, don't talk to me. We'll go, great. This is why we're here. So yeah. if you come up and say hi, we'll say hi back and get the conversation going. Easy as that. Yeah. It's super, super easy. If you got something you'd like to sign, just be like, I was wondering if you could sign this or I'd like to take a picture. Um, I'd like to get a game in. Uh, if we're playing games at that time, then definitely the like a lot of times it will be like, I'm ready to play a game. I'll just sit down and the people first people up. that come up and go, you want to get a game in? I'm like, yes. Yeah. Um, so it's it's very easy. Don't be apprehensive about it at all. Yeah. And and same with the command zone crew. Uh, you know, I, I think it's don't you know feel bad if you want to say hi, right? Like we would say hi. I would say hi to Josh if I watched the command zone, and I'm sure Josh would. Right? You want to say hi to me, right? <laughs> I'd probably say the crew usually has swag. Everybody usually has swag that you oh, can yeah, come up. That's like if you can't find a way to like to start a conversation, be like, I, I hear you have a bunch of swag that you can check out. So yeah, yeah. that's, that's something we do with our crew is we give everybody a little swag package, and then if you say the words "only one may stand" to any of the command zone people, then they will give you some of the swag. Some so of that, it, yeah, it's a that's, great way. That's the thing we do, uh, and we post that on social media. It's also to help you have a way to start the conversation because we know that can be tough. Yeah. So coming up and just yeah. saying, hey, only one may stand, they give you some stuff. And then, you know, usually we're pretty good about being like, hey, what's your name? You know, yeah, where are you from? What where decks are you playing? Did you bring? Yeah, it's all that good stuff. 
you're talking to magic players, so another thing you can always just ask about magic cards, like, hey, what decks did you bring? What, what, you know? Yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, and you know, we're there to show up all throughout the weekend. So if you don't miss, get us on the first time around, or there's a group of people talking, you can wait a little bit, come back later as well. So we're there for y'all, and hopefully, you'll be able to play some games too. Yeah. All right, we got our next question from. That name I cannot pronounce. What are your favorite side events that you've done in the past? Oh, KFP, KFP Fal- Falcon. KFP Falcon. I couldn't read that fast. So. KFC Falcon. <laughs> what um, are your favorite side events that you've ever done in the past? Well, Jimmy, you did that like draft did across draft time. Across time, yeah. I ended up not doing a bunch of them because I wanted to just keep the packs for chaos drafting later. Can you explain what it, what it was? So though? yeah, it was an incredible event where basically every single set that you could draft, you would be able to draft that set. You'd buy a, a whole package and you'd get three boosters from. You know, all whatever the current set was then, Magic twenty nineteen or whatever, all the way back to I think it had like Ravnica and stuff, original yeah, Ravnica. Ravnica. It, they went really far back. Morning Tide, Lorwyn, all those sets. Obviously, not all the way back. I think Ice Age is actually as the furthest they went back. They didn't do like every set, but they did something from each era or a few. From yeah, each era, they, yeah, they tried to cover as much as possible, and that was basically if you were into do it, you'd do the whole weekend. But I told them in front of the time, I was like, hey, I want to play other events, so I'm actually just going to get the booster packs because later on I want to chaos draft them. Mm, do you still have those? Yes. When are we chaos drafting? <laughs> you didn't chaos draft, Jimmy. Uh, uh, yeah. Where are they and can we chaos draft? That's the next question. Uh, I think I'll find a special <laughs> event to bust them out at. I think the favorite event I ever did was we participated in the largest tabletop gaming tournament of all time. And I believe that was 2017. Oh, Masters. yeah, that's right. No, 2015? Yeah, what are 2016, the- I think. No, it was they're only odd numbered, right? So I think yeah, it's that's, oh, that's or right. Two years, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever the biggest one was, we did the sealed event, and it was like they had to have two separate tournaments that like to even cover everyone. Yeah, and it was like over ten thousand people total. I only played one round, and then I stopped. I went but just six, to say I was in it, and I think I was like five and zero or something, and I lost two in a row, and I was like, I'm done. This I can't do it. Yeah, you almost made day two. I almost made. I day didn't two, even try yeah. for day two. Yeah. Was it like a world like Rip, Ripley's world, world record? record? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was well, like, oh, Guinness, yeah. yeah. There we go. I think yeah. it's still the record <laughs> for the biggest tabletop. <laughs> that was the year that Rolling Stone yeah. covered it as well. So, yeah. Oh, that that's was definitely really cool. my favorite event of all of them, for sure. All right. All right. Any more questions? Yep. We got one more um, from Brendan Rays. What are some of the coolest decks you've seen at events? Oh. Uh, I played against somebody um, a few years ago at an event who had an All Tribes deck that was really cool. Nice. Um, which was trying to sort of use all the best tribal like bonuses through like changelings and some other stuff so you would stack like the best vampire tribal bonus with the best dragon one and with the best zombie one all in one creature kind of it was oh, pretty cool deck cool. yeah yeah i've seen so many decks now i can't even sort of fathom what what are the coolest decks i think if anything i love the way that people like present the decks to be like i've got i'm going to go into the dungeon i'm going to do this or i'm going to do that like choose one i'm like oh that's great so i love that too that people want to have a little bit of fun with what they're doing. So I've seen, man, I've seen thousands of decks now, I feel like, at this point. The miscut uh, deck. The, oh, the miscut deck, yeah. Yep. I forget the name of the person that has, but there's a, a deck with all miscut cards. Yeah, crazy miscuts. Crazy miscuts. Um, uh, DJ from Brainstorm Brewery has a, a deck that's all that's unsleeved. Um, oh. Sam from Rhystic Studies did a video kind of about it yes. recently. It's the uh, most chaotic thing. It's I've like seen. in a sandwich bag with a rubber band around it. <laughs> yeah. Every time I see it, it's just like, oh, it's but like it's like real awesome. magic. Jake's yeah. oversized deck <laughs> is uh, probably is one my, of my favorite, favorite things yeah. in existence, and he likes to bring it when he goes to different events. And yeah, it's a Zedru deck, so he's giving like, away massive cards this big. 
definitely people bring their coolest stuff like that to the events because that you know they're they showing off. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've seen really cool deck boxes. Oh my gosh, oh, I yeah. saw a whole Sensei's Divining Top deck box before. I've seen really awesome stuff. Oh, there's got that a nice school deck box. Mm-hmm. I've seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Grav's mm-hmm. got a nice trash can, like a, oh, yeah. a garbage <laughs> can, <laughs> can that he yeah. puts yeah. his stuff in. It's so great. I love that. Um, uh, one question that kind of leads us into the end of this is where can everybody see the command zone next? Oh, at a live event. Yeah, specifically. At a live event. So Magic 30 is definitely on the books, October 28th to the 30th. We'll talk about that in a little bit as well. Um, but as for the Command Fest this year, I don't think we'll be attending anymore um, just because they're all around the country, all around the world, and we are uh, taking a lot of time off and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I think Jimmy and I have wanted to do an event on the East Coast at some yes. point, and then in Europe and some of the other regions, and it's something that we want to do. Ju- this month of July is just kind of tough for us. We haven't, I don't know if we've announced this to everybody yet, but we're um, in the process of moving the command zone into a new building. Yes. Uh, we've new got office a time. new location, and there's a lot of work to be done, and that's going to take a, a number of months. So we're pretty busy right now with that. So we did go to Command Fest Vegas, but it's going to be tough to make another one. Uh, but Magic 30, we're definitely going to be at Magic 30. We're going to have a large presence there. We're already talking with Wizards about the special events that we're going to be part of and the things that we want to mm-hmm. do. Um, a, a bunch of our team is definitely going to be there. So Magic 30, I think, is really going to be the spot. And and this is going to be one of the all-time... Yeah, you'll be able to not, I mean, not just us, but probably a lot of different really prominent people. Um, yeah, it's it's got to be one of the biggest all-time uh, events for Magic that's ever going to happen. So yeah. I, I would say, you know, they're pulling out all the stops. And if, if you can make it to Magic 30 in, in Vegas, and again, that's uh, October 28th to the 30th, whatever, the weekend right before Halloween... Um, that is going to be like a huge, huge event. and Expect cosplay. There's, there's going to be a that. ton of stuff going on. Like, yeah, I can't wait for that one. Yep. Um, and again, Lady will help post this link in the chat. You can check out when the other Command Fests are, the remainder of them uh, throughout the world. Uh, and I guess, yeah, if you're watching, in, in the links will be in the show notes if you're watching the VOD. But here again, you'll see the graphic here. North America, Europe, Latin America, and Asia Pacific all have Command Fest remaining this year. In fact, some of them are coming up very soon. So if you see one that you're interested in, you might want to go check it out. Click the links to go through. And then uh, you yeah, remember see to check all and, of the uh, event info. Yeah, Remember to check and make sure there are badges available and secure your badge. That's yep. the first step of the process. So like I said, you can always find a hotel and a flight. I prom- promise that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then don't forget that Double Masters is coming up. So we're going to talk about some upcoming events for that. There are preview events for Double Masters going on July 1st through 7th. And so then week. there are launch party events from July 8th through the 10th and I cannot wait for Double Masters to come out because I need to get my hands on more Dockside Extortionists I and love I'm going to crack a couple of those collector's boosters see what happens drafting is, all, is so fun because you get to draft you get the fun of that and then yeah. you get to take the cards you got and then put them into your commander decks oh you know, my goodness the best of all worlds what a, tra- what a transition what a- <laughs> I love that all the way top to bottom from pack life. to deck yep and then to Command Fest to play against some of you all alright and finally this is our last planned uh, Command Zone Live episode. Big thanks to Wizards of the Coast for helping uh, us to facilitate these episodes and make them happen. If you enjoyed uh, this live stuff from us, we don't do a lot of live stuff. We haven't streamed a lot or anything like that. So if this is the type of content that you enjoy... Hit us up. Yeah, definitely let us know because it is the type of thing uh, we could do more of in the future just depending on the response from everybody. Yeah, especially also we have our patrons as well. There's lots of cool content that we're trying to make out here. 
All right. Uh, big thanks to everyone that has helped out today. Lady Danger. Thanks, guys. Thanks, thanks for having for me. Thanks for being here. Thanks <laughs> for taking the questions. Uh, in the back, Jake Boss and Jamie Block, Truck Tie, Wizards of the Coast, obviously, and Zach Malika and Knox at Hyper RPG. Yeah, big thanks to Hyper. They have hosted and let us use the studio and all their equipment for all of these live shows, which we amazing. definitely were not set up to do on our on our own. And yeah, we so, get this cool wall behind us too. Yeah, they've done a great job. So big thanks to everybody at Hyper RPG in particular, and thanks to everybody out there for uh, hanging, coming to hang out with us. Yeah, and we'll see you all next time. Peace. Bye bye. For further inquiries, send an email to commandcast at rocketjump.com or ask us on Twitter at JF Wong and at Josh Lee Kwai. See you later, alligator. Greetings, humans. <laughs>